welcome back to the Porn Lover Podcast. This is episode six, and today we're going to be talking about a number of things. Um, I wanted to say thank you to all our listeners. Our audience is growing like crazy, episode by episode. You can uh, check us out now. I've got an Instagram page that... uh, you can follow and I post uh, links and pictures of the girls that we talk about, which is important sometimes because some of these girls haven't been around for 15 years. And if you're, uh, if you don't know who these girls are, some of them, you know, you might know who they are because they're, they were huge at the time, pretty famous, but some of them you might not. And so you can check them out on Instagram on the Porn Lover Podcast Instagram page and uh, check out these girls. And then from there, if you like them, you can go seek them out, which is what I highly recommend. So um, the Instagram is the porn lover podcast but the o in porn is removed so instagram is tricky about that they won't let you put that there so you can check out that instagram page and follow us and uh when a new podcast is up we'll post it and when uh and we'll have pictures of the girls that we talk about in the uh on the instagram so check that out and a lot of requests and a lot of popular demand this week um, to talk about everyone that's been emailing me wants me to give them recommendations from the golden years, which I would say are from the year 2000 to probably 2008 or nine is the what I think is the golden years of porn for several reasons that we'll talk about. So a lot of you... Um, wanted more information about what girls I like from that era, um, who they are, what scenes, what movies, that kind of thing. And so tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about some of the hottest girls ever filmed doing the most insane things you've ever and never imagined. Um, so anyway, Uh, A lot of emails. Surprisingly, everyone's requesting my recommendations. Um, uh, Not everyone, but that's the most popular uh, email. Mm. Drinking tonight. That's a strong pour. Wild turkey. Rare breed. Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. 112 proof. Uh, It's a blended whiskey, but it's good. You don't get a hangover the next day, which is important if you drink too much. So anyway, wild turkey, rare breed, not bad. Um, Moving on. So if you want to email me, have your voice heard and a shout out maybe, um, email me at thepornloverpodcast at gmail.com. Thepornloverpodcast at gmail.com. I'll say it several more times throughout the podcast, um, just in case, but it's thepornloverpodcast at gmail.com. Send me uh, requests, girls, questions, a, a shout out, whatever you want, um, it, your ideas, improvements, feedback, anything you want to send me. I read them all. And so those are growing every week, which is what I love. And, uh, you, you know, I want to know what you want to listen to 
I've got my ideas and I'll talk about whatever I want. But at the same time, um, I take your ideas and I'm going to try and um, produce something like tonight's episode. So sit back, relax, and uh, listen to the tales of 15 years ago when porn was pretty much at its peak. I would argue. I could argue that. And uh, the Porn Lover Podcast, Episode 6, The Glory Days. Okay, haha. So I get a lot of requests this last week for, and, and the last couple of weeks since I've posted my email address um, about recommendations because I, I like to talk a lot about, um, you know, the current stars but also uh, past stars because, you know, the, uh, the industry has changed and the girls are different. The way they shoot the girls are different. The way the girls interact with their fans are different. And uh, the whole business seems to have changed. So I could argue that the uh, whatever the business model is, I think the business model um, today benefits the girls getting rich a lot more than 15 years ago, say in 2004, when whoever it got rich, which I, I don't really know, but either way, it produced the best, hottest girls in the hardest core best scenes. Whereas today, it seems like you have a lot of cute younger girls who tease a lot. There are a lot more teases and flirting and not a lot of hardcore action. Some of these girls do get into it, but much more are just advertising themselves for their Snapchat, teasing online. Now, I've heard some stories of these numbers that these girls make off of Snapchat, and they are big numbers. They make a lot of money off Snapchat, but uh, it certainly isn't like the scenes that were produced the last 15, 10 to 15 years ago. Those scenes were the hottest girls in gangbangs, threesomes, foursomes, um, you know, every imaginable combination and doing some of the craziest stuff that you can't imagine. So you should go look for these, these scenes that I'm going to recommend tonight because um, they're not doing it anymore. I've listened to uh, other um, producers from that time frame and they talk about how the business has changed and they said that you know DVD sales were so big and the money was flowing that they could um, really pay the girls and you know talk these girls with money into doing crazier scenes or you know you're going to hear tonight some of the things that they were talked into because that's where the money was controlled whereas nowadays there was no online uh, back in 2004 in the sense of texting, Snapchat, all, you know, the apps. There wasn't even smartphones in 2004. So these girls couldn't set up their own business, so to speak. They had their own websites, but, you know, it was mostly just pictures and that kind of thing for, you know, their true hardcore fans. So now these girls can you know, have advertising through Instagram, Snapchat. They can get side revenue in so many different ways that they don't need the money from the, that the producers are paying to do a seven-man gangbang, you know? 
So you're just not going to see that as frequently as you did 15 years ago where you saw every single girl would go through almost the gauntlet. In fact, there was a series called The Gauntlet where it was blow bangs, gang bangs, three, the whole series and steps for these girls and almost every one of them went through it. So you got, if you liked a girl, you, you knew you were going to see her in not just straight, you know, boy, girl stuff, but probably, um, a double penetration scene, um, a blow bang, you know, it just went on from there. So the times have changed. Whereas now you just, girls don't do it. They tease a lot more. And then they use the studios to get semi-famous, get their fans out there. And then they make their money on their own. They don't need producers paying them anymore because they're autonomous in a lot of ways. So anyway, I think that that back then produced better scenes where you just had hotter girls doing insane, crazy shit. So uh, with that said, I wanted to get out of the way something. The girls that I like are my taste. Um, and I want to kind of describe the kind of taste of girls that, uh, you know, I'm into versus there's a lot of different styles and types of girls out there that I just wasn't into, wasn't interested in, didn't really, you know, pursue their scenes or their DVDs, whatever movies they were in, wasn't interested. So certain girls, um, I wouldn't say I have a type, but I do like certain things over certain other things, certain things turn me on and about the girls. And so, uh, I, sometimes I don't even know what it is because the girl eight out of 10 scenes I don't like, and then two scenes, I, they're really good. Some girls it's, you know, they can do no wrong. So I like girls that are, um, it, they can be blonde, they can be brunette, but they have a certain look like a, like a sweet or innocent look to them. Sometimes a prissy princess look. Uh, I like those kind of girls if they're getting nasty. See, so I want to see a girl next door that all of a sudden finds herself with a mouthful of five guys coming inside it, or she's got a dick in her ass you know, she's riding a cock and some other guy's fucking her mouth at the same time. And she's overwhelmed by what's happening. That's a turn on to me. So I like to see good girls go bad and then, uh, you know, try and comprehend what's going on. I like them a little overwhelmed, a little pushed to their limits. Um, that is hot. Um, I, I just, I like submissive girls who, um, are willing to do things, but aren't, you know, sometimes girls that are just submissive because they know that, that that's not necessarily a turn on. I like girls who are, um, you know, pushed to be submissive. I do not like girls that are aggressive. Um, some of these girls, these porn stars, even today, uh, a little less today, but back then there was a whole branch of girls and I'll, I'll talk about them. Some of them I like, and some of them, they always have to yell at the guy or tell the guy an order or bark at the guy or, you know, I don't like that. I don't like girls that, that want to, you know, tell all the guys what to do and command people not into it. You can call me a sexist. You can call me a misogynist, whatever. It's just porn. Okay. It's just a fantasy. You can analyze me, 
don't really care. But all I'm saying is these are the girls I kind of like, these sweet, innocent types who, you know, are getting corrupted. So that's a fantasy for whatever reason. I don't know. I haven't looked at it. But so that being said, these are the type of girls I like. Um, Once in a while, I like a girl who is a little dominant to get overwhelmed and that sometimes is fun to see when even she can't handle it because she's never had three guys shoot a load in her face before and tell her to swallow it because she's never going to do that and so it's a turn on to see girls like that do that okay so that being said um I'm going to go back and I want to talk about a studio because back 15 years ago in 2004, I don't think anyone was much bigger, maybe, um, than Jules Jordan. Jules Jordan's studio is still around today, um, but I think he's one of the many players and not a big, the, as big a player, nor is he producing the best content. Um, back then, there was no one better producing getting the hottest girls to do the hottest things and they look the best doing it you know you could take a girl that looks great she's hot but she doesn't always look her best in every difference when she goes to different scenes for different studios so whenever a girl that you were into um shot for jules jordan you know it was going to be one of her best scenes ever and he consistently did that for years he always made the hottest girls look their hottest sometimes these girls could look worse, you know, but not for him. He always shot during the day, um, a lot of natural light, a lot of great angles, and the girls and the action is just off the charts almost all the time. Even for girls that, you know, you might not be into, um, you know, he had to sell a DVD with five scenes on it. So those five scenes had to be worth the money. And they all were almost all the time. He had several lines of movies um, with lines such as Slut Puppies or Flesh Hunter series was really good. Slut Puppies was pretty good. Um, tonight we're going to talk about, he, he was a lot of anal theme because anal was just starting to come out and be very popular in the early 2000s. And so there's all these variations of anal sex that um, he was good at filming and that was very popular then so I mean now I I don't know if it's popular or not now I know a lot of girls do it um, but a lot of girls did it back then but a lot of girls nowadays don't do it so you know things change but anyway his studio focused on um, not just that but just the hottest girls so a line that was called weapons of ass destruction that was that was a big line of girls and he'd get really kinky in that we're going to talk about a couple scenes from that line um he had a a series called feeding frenzy where they were just um hot girls getting doing a blow bang with five or seven guys i don't know some are at least five And it was always a, a hot series because, you know, some of these girls are, you know, straight off the bus and all of a sudden there's five dicks in their face and they are having to choke down a lot of cum. So it's hot to see that, you know, um, he'd always get the hottest girls to do, you know, like one, the next level of what they were comfortable with. So feeding frenzy, um, weapons of ass destruction, um, he had one called Slut Puppies, Flesh Hunter was big, um, you, you know, he, he had all these breast worship, those kind of lines, and um, 
you know, you'd always look for his one of his releases because you knew he was getting, you know, the top talent and they were going to look the best. And so now, uh, later on, he had a series called Ultimate Fuck Toy. And that's where he took like, you know, these hot girls and he did a whole feature on like five or six scenes of theirs and put just all her you know, and that was a, a hit or miss series for me because sometimes the girls are hot, but you know, if you're not into the girl, why would you buy that DVD? But if you did like the girl, she usually had five scenes. One of them maybe was her first anal scene. Maybe it was her first double pen DP scene, double penetration. You didn't know. Maybe there was a blow bang in there. So you basically got, if he, if he was featuring a girl that you were into, you got five great scenes from her. So Sometimes that was good. Sometimes, meh, I'll skip it because I'm not into the girl. Um, but that was later on. He, he got some pretty hot girls, though, from, like, I would say the last five five years. He's been doing that maybe a little longer, uh, maybe maybe even 10 years. I don't know. Time flies. But I'd say between five and 10 years, he started that series, which is not bad. Ultimate fuck toy. But, uh, you know, and then he had uh, other series. So don't forget, in 2004, let's say... For example, there were multiple studios that were just passing these girls around. These girls would go from different studios. And there was another studio called Platinum X. And there was another studio called Red Light District. And those two studios, you know, had a lot of the girls. But they also would kind of hire a lot more girls. Jules would kind of pick the cream of the crop. And these these other studios like Platinum X and Red Light District would hire almost anybody, I would think. But they'd get him to do some crazy scenes, too. They were banging out volume. After, you know, Probably they put out twice as many DVDs as Jules did, but not always the best quality. You know, you'd have five scenes and maybe two would be really hot and the other three, these girls are not coming around anymore. You know what I mean? So, but the, some of the girls, the hot girls would go there. Well, Jules Jordan ended up buying those studios and for, and he'd have some of their best titles, best directors. And one of that series that we're going to talk about tonight is with a girl named Carrie Sable. Carrie Sable, she's, was a superstar. And the name of the series was called Overflowing Assholes. It's a crazy porn name, Overflowing Assholes. And we're going to talk about her scene in that series tonight that is easily one of the top 10 best scenes of all time. Not just from Jules Jordan, not just from her, but it's insane. You, if you look it up, I hope you do, if you're into it, I mean, you're talking one of the hottest girls just begging for to be demolished. And uh, it's insane. It's got a crazy ending that we're going to get into. So um, I'm going to talk about each girl, and she'll be up on the Instagram page if you can check her out. And if you want to find more of her, you can look her up and get the scenes from her. So, mm, let's get into it. Uh, the first girl, her name is Gage, G-A-U-G-E. Weird name, but it's remem it's memorable, Gage. And she's about five foot tall, weighs about 99 pounds. Uh, you know, cute petite, nice size B cups, C cups, maybe for a small girl like that. She got into the, uh, 
got into the business with her boyfriend and her boyfriend and her did a lot of scenes together and he he started she was into anal right off the bat I think her very first scene she's doing anal in it but she is adorable and cute and looks like a you know 19 year old hottie um not very smart she she some of her interviews she's kind of duh but again that's kind of what I like I like girls that are uh, not the smartest but are willing to please now Gage and Jules Jordan have uh, shot many scenes together I would say at least 10 scenes and all of them are worth getting Gage started out this glassy-eyed sweet 19 year old and then throughout her career you could see she just started getting more hardcore and more hardcore and her hair went from blonde to dark and you know there was a couple scenes there where she just didn't want to be there because they just had added more and more guys and they were just stretching her out more and more and I don't think she liked it and then she dropped out she ended up coming back like five seven years later did like two scenes because she wanted to be like a nurse practitioner or something in real life and they kept recognizing her and so she came back for two scenes because she couldn't make any money they were okay she had you know she was definitely older I mean now she's probably 35 to 40 years old you know uh, but you know haven't seen her in easily five to seven years but her stuff in 2004 was amazing and this scene Jules Jordan's Weapons of Ass Destruction number two um, starring Gage is one of her hottest scenes um, she had done probably five or six scenes for him now the funny thing is in the in the beginning of the scene you see Jules Jordan wheeling in a suitcase with wheels on it and in the suitcase for the guys in the room is Gage she's so tiny and you know Gage kind of has this she kind of looks like uh, okay if you remember the show from the early 2000s called um, King of Queens the wife there she kind of looks like her she's cute but so Jules drops her the suitcase off and opens up the suitcase and tiny little Gage is in the suitcase wearing a, some purple stockings and she's five foot tall beautiful perfect tits um, in a see-through top a black see-through top with her perfect nipples and a, a, a skirt so short you could see she's not wearing any underwear and there's three or four guys in the room and she's walking around teasing them a little bit she's got stockings she looks great I think there's three or four guys um, and she's getting up on the table I mean she's so tiny and just playing with herself while these guys get their cocks out and you know taking her clothes off she looks fantastic um, you know she's really she's been in the business probably a year to two years at this point but so she's a pro she knows what to do she knows what they want there's three guys gonna fuck her in a hotel room and she has no problem with you know sitting on a guy's face he's tonguing her ass while she's getting throat fucked now she's on her knees and she's taking turns with all three huge cocks white guys 
And she always was known for being a sloppy, uh, sloppy blowjob giver. Like she loves to get sloppy. She loves to get spit all over her. And this is one of the all-time great scenes of hers easily and probably a top five to top 10 scene, easily top 10, maybe top five scene all time of mine. Um, one of the hottest scenes you'll ever going to see if you like her. Hmm. So now they're just kind of, you know, using her mouth, passing her around, and finally they're going to start fucking her. She gets up on the bed, puts her ass in the air, and starts fingering her own asshole. Uh, you know, the guys are making sure her ass is ready, so they start fingering her. And, and this is typical Jules Jordan um, weapons of ass destruction. This, this series is, before they start fucking her, they're going to give her a huge toy, and they're going to make her put that toy in her ass. So they're going to play with her ass a little bit. Now, the toy they've given Gage is a purple four or five beaded anal bead rubber thing that these guys are going to force fit into her tiny, tiny ass. And she's going to have to take, I don't know if she's going to take all four beads because they're huge. Looks like she took three of them. And now they're going to just fuck her pussy with three huge beads in her ass and you know she looks good and he's just popping these beads out of her ass one by one and I know what's going to happen because this is Jules Jordan so he's pop she's popping these I mean these things are as they're bigger than gumballs they're huge so sure enough he pulls this whole thing out and puts it right in her mouth and she just knows what to do with it cleaning off the end one and now he's going to shove a dildo like a little butt plug in her ass which is very popular today but back then this was kind of you know rare she's got a butt plug in and she's getting fucked in her pussy and her mouth so they're going to take turns on her holes. They're just going to pass her around. And then, you know, they pull the butt plug out. She cleans it off with her mouth, showing these guys that she keeps her asshole clean, which is really, you know, what the message is. When you do ask the mouth, you're, you want the girl to be submissive, but you want her to, you know, you want that asshole clean. And the only way to make sure it's going to stay clean for you to fuck it is if every once in a while you pull it out of her ass and make her suck it. So... She'll keep that asshole squeaky clean if you give her ass to mouth. Trust me. So if you're in the anal, do some ass to mouth. These guys now, they haven't started fucking her anal. They're just kind of taking turns on her pussy and and, uh, and mouth. And now they're going to start fucking her ass. So they just kind of dive right in. She's got that asshole that really just, you know, loosens up fast. And now basically they're just taking turns on her asshole. And she's so tiny that these giant cocks are stretching out her asshole. And she's kind of sucking cock. And then they just kind of take turns in a circle. She looks fantastic. And, you know, she makes these little grunting noises that, you know, she just keeps, she knows what to do. She knows that this guy's going to fuck her ass for a while and then go to her mouth and fuck her. The next guy's going to fuck her ass and go to her mouth. She gapes pretty nice too. And you know, she, uh, she cleans off the tip of their cock with her mouth. That's just been in her asshole. That's what this chick is amazingly hot, amazingly filthy. And they're now, I think they're going to deep here. They, uh, you know, they're just taking turns, taking turns on holes. Um, ass to mouth a couple more times and now um, she's going to ride one cock with her ass 
uh, and he is really just pounding up there while these other two guys stroke off in her mouth um she's loving it you know she she's into it she she's said before that you know anal she can take it she loves it and now she's gonna hop off him clean off his cock once again and now one guy in her pussy one guy she's riding him in the chair and another big cock is just stretching her out she is five foot tall and has two cocks in her holes and now this other guy's gonna start fucking her mouth and now she is airtight great angles and they are just taking turns on her you know but she is bouncing with her holes she's so light that these two guys lift her up and she's holding on to the one guy and both guys are inside her and she's just bouncing she's got to weigh less than 100 pounds and these guys just stretching out her holes now she's on her knees and she's going to let one guy, she's sitting on a guy's cock with her ass. And the other guy's, um, she's on her back. And a third guy is uh, fucking her mouth. And she's just taking it, you know, airtight. And now they're gaping her open. She she knows she can gape. She knows she likes to gape. She knows she's supposed to do ass to mouth. And she's on her back. And now they're going to, this, this guy is filling her ass with cum. So he's coming in her asshole. And a little bit leaks out. So he fills her up and uh, pick, takes his finger and cleans up his cum from her asshole and puts it right in her mouth and she just devours it. The next guy, she loves it. The next guy is fucking her ass and he's just gonna come all over her gaped asshole. And the, so is the third guy. They're, they're all three of them are just basically gonna fuck her ass and come all over her asshole. And she's going to blow some uh, cum bubbles with her ass because it's like falling into her gaped ass. She's going to clean it up, though, with her hands and put some in her mouth. She's on her back. Beautiful green eyes. And she's a sloppy mess. And her holes are just used up. But and, you know, cummed all over. And so the, what do they do? They fold her up, put her back in the uh, in the suitcase and put the suitcase outside. And that's a scene with Gage, Weapons of Ass Destruction, Gage, G-A-U-G-E. You got to check it out. Amazing scene. Okay, so next scene we're going to talk about is from a a porn star who was probably one of the biggest porn stars um, from 2000 to 2008. But don't quote, I know she retired in 2008. So she's been retired for 11 years, but I think I don't know when she started, but she was easily one of the biggest stars of those eight years. And her name is Belladonna. If you haven't heard of Belladonna, uh, you know, good luck. But she was the biggest star. Belladonna has been in mainstream movies. Belladonna has been on the news. She's done um, interviews with mainstream media. They exploited her a little bit because um, they wanted to do a story with a negative angle on pornography. And they took, they did an interview with her and uh, she cried on the interview talking about a gangbang that she did. And that's all they used. And she later said that, you know, she talked endlessly about how she loves porn. And that was the one part where they got her to get upset. And that's the only part that they used, but she got hugely famous from it. 
And after even that, after they tried to paint her as, you know, she hates porn, she ended up working in porn for years after and doing the most uh, insane things. Belladonna was, she started out, she was a Mormon girl. And her father was a Mormon minister. And then cut to... When she turns 18, she's taking cocks in her ass and drinking cum and doing fucking trannies. She, she, this girl did every kind of genre that you can imagine. If you were into it, she was prop, you know, she did it. A lot of the things she, she had sex when she was pregnant, she had lactated, squirted milk out her nipples. I mean, she was that extreme. She did everything from straight, you know, typical schoolgirl porn to pregnancy and girl on girl and just everything you could imagine. Like, I think she did a gangbang with maybe 10, maybe 15 guys at one time. And they all came in her mouth while the other guys were fucking her. And, you know, that's the scene that she talks about. She did a lot of things early. She said that... You know, she shouldn't have done such hardcore. She got talked into doing a lot of hardcore, crazy stuff early. And then later on, she ran her own production company. I mean, she made probably as much money as some of the guys did because she she created her own line of movies. Um, she had she got pregnant and had a kid and basically kept doing porn while she was pregnant the whole time, which produced a whole bunch of scenes. She did trans. She she was a blonde, a brunette. She shaved her head bald and did scenes like that. Um, she had a, a trademark gap in her teeth, which some guys really loved and some guys didn't. Um, she also had a really ugly tattoo on her tit that a lot of guys didn't like. Some guys did. She was huge. So there was parts of her that I really wasn't into. And there were parts of her that, uh, you know, I thought she's got probably of probably, she probably did 300 scenes and I probably like 10 of them. Um, but the 10 that she was, that I like are amazing. And there's a bunch of other scenes that she did. They're just, she took a, you know, she let a guy fuck her with a baseball bat in her asshole. She put it, I mean, she was extreme. And then sometimes she'd just do a little, you know, I'm the babysitter and I'm the nanny and I'm going to fuck the husband scene. So she would, you know, do all that until she got her own production company. Then she shot her own stuff. Anyway, so Jules Jordan, the original Weapons of Ass Destruction number one with Belladonna. In this scene is um, she's going to do a couple things that she's never done before and that you've never seen in porn before uh, weapons of ass destruction number one for jules jordan belladonna looks never she's worked for him uh she's done scenes with him before um some hardcore scenes a threesome um she's done dps she's done several scenes but belladonna looks like that girl from that 70s show um mila kunis she could be Mila Kunis's sister. That if you're into her with the dark hair and the nose and, the, and she looks, you know, Eastern European a little bit. Um, she's gorgeous and she's sexy and her ass is great and her tits are great. She's got some tattoos and she's willing to put anything up her ass. And in this scene, you're going to see weapons of ass destruction she teases a little bit she shows us her beautiful tits with that tattoo though 
Um, she's also a stripper. She comes from a stripper background. When she turned 18, she left her house and started stripping. So she's, you know, that mentality. But she goes beyond hardcore in her career. She did more things than anyone. So she's sitting on his face and she's showing her ass and he's tonguing her ass and she's got a beautiful ass and he's getting her ready because um, she's in, she's in the chair with her ass up and her face down and she looks over her shoulder a lot. She looks really cute and he's going to shove, he's going to start and, you know, he gives in this series, um, weapons of ass destruction, he gives a lot of attention to girls assholes and in it he starts with two pretty average side vibrators you know the old school put a battery in and it vibrates two of them and he puts two of them right in her asshole at the same time and she takes it her ass it, it it's unbelievable you know stretching it out she pushes them in very easy for her she's happy and it's not enough so what does he do he grabs a medium-sized butt plug with the two dildos at the same time, three things in her asshole. And you could tell she's a little bit, you know, focused. It's now stretching her out. So he pulls both dildos out and makes her clean them off with her, with her mouth. I guarantee this girl is squeaky clean in her asshole. So now he's going to keep the one large butt plug, the one medium butt plug and put a second medium butt plug in her ass at the same time. And she's crawling around with two butt plugs in her ass and on her knees going to start finally sucking his cock. So she's going to blow him, get him hard. He pulls one of the butt plugs out and stuffs it right in her mouth and she takes it. This other butt plug, I would consider it large. And she's going to put that butt plug, both butt plugs in her mouth, cleaning them up. And he's now bored and he's going to switch to a giant string of anal beads. One two, three, four, five golf ball size beads get shoved in her ass and she takes every single one and he's fucking her pussy. Now he's going to start pulling these beads out. They're as big as golf balls one at a time. I mean, this thing is squeaky clean and it's been up her guts. She looks amazing. He pulls them out, stuffs them back in pulls them out again and she takes it and what does she do she stuffs them all in her mouth those beads have been in her asshole and she's not afraid to put it right in her mouth and loves it she's got a big mouth too beautiful tongue super sexy girl and he pulls out what i would call an extremely large butt plug that 99 percent of girls wouldn't take and she takes it all the way in but you can see she struggles to take it it's huge but she gets it in she loves it and now he's going to start fucking her um double dildos again i mean it's just you know what can she take anything you want so now he's going to stuff her he's not only got a butt plug in her ass and he's fucking her ass too She's just stuffed full. What can you do? Her ass can take anything. Now he, all the toys seem to be put aside and he's just going to fuck her ass in beautiful positions and she's going to take it one time ass to mouth, two times ass to mouth with his cock. She can deep throat like no other. It's nothing to her. 
Um, Belladonna, you know, she was a Mormon and she said that she wanted to do things. I've seen an interview with her where she just, you know, wanted to go extreme the opposite. And so her career is just completely extreme, deep throating, ass to mouth, things like this. So he's just going to, you know, fuck her ass in different positions. Um, she's going to do some more ass to mouth. She's, you know, just a pro. She'd give you the best blowjob ever. Now he pulls it out of her ass and stuffs it so far down her throat that his balls are against her chin. And it's like nothing to her, you know? So she teases a little bit and he just puts her on a bar stool, fucks her ass. She shoves a huge dildo in her pussy so that he can stuff her ass and be super tight. Back to her mouth again, huge dildo in her ass again, that giant one. And now he's going to pull it out of her ass in slow motion and her asshole just stretches around it and he goes right in her she her asshole is getting used and she's loving it and now she's up in the air ass in the air doggy style so he starts fucking her and you can see he starts coming in her ass he's filling her ass with cum and all of a sudden he pulls this shot glass out of nowhere and puts it right below her ass. And when he pulls his dick out, all his cum spills out of her ass and into the shot glass. I don't think she expected it. All of a sudden, she's got a shot glass filled with a big load that's just come dumped out of her ass. And she's like, oh my God. And he tells her, open up what she does, gets on her knees, and he's now pouring this cum down her throat she is up she choked on it a little bit and gulped it down like it was a shot of tequila a big thick load deposited in her ass squirted out into a glass and dumped down her little slutty throat that's belladonna and now what does she do takes her tongue and cleans out the rest of it from that shot glass she's filthy and this is early I would say middle, middle of her career, not the earliest stuff, but middle of their career looks great and just licks her lips and not a drop wasted all of it down her throat. Belladonna weapons of ass destruction. Number one for Jules Jordan. Check it out. If you're into some beautiful girls doing extreme things. Okay. Well, we're almost to the end and we haven't even gotten to some of the scenes that I've promised. So what I think we're going to do is I'm going to publish this uh, podcast, put it up on the web, have you guys listen to it and give me your feedback. And then I will complete uh, part two of this with three more scenes from Jules Jordan with the gorgeous girls of the, um, the early 2000s and we're going to talk about that Carrie Sable scene for sure and two more scenes that we'll talk about um, in part two of this I don't know when I'll complete it but uh, what I want you to do is give me your feedback on this podcast or anything you'd like to hear in the future anything that's on your mind shoot me an email at the porn lover podcast at gmail.com the porn lover podcast at gmail.com or go online at Instagram and go to the porn lover podcast on Instagram. Take that O out of porn and look me up. Uh, I'm going to do hashtags, hashtag PLP, hashtag PLP. You can look that up. 
and uh, you'll get late, you'll find the Instagram account of the girls we talked about and the scenes we talked about um, in this podcast. Send me your email and your feedback, and uh, we'll do part two in the near future. But for now, thanks for listening, and uh, I'll talk to you soon.